Welcome to day 11 of Shaped by the Word, season 3, the story of the prophets, and we find ourselves reading through the book of Amos. Amos is you know, considered in our Bibles one of the minor prophets, uh, but he is a prophet who played a very early role in uh, pronouncing you know, God's judgment on the nation of Israel, uh, the northern ten tribes who had broken off from the southern two tribes. So you have the people of God who are already divided. Uh, both of them are sinking deep into idolatry. And uh, even though they're experiencing prosperity for the moment, the prosperity is uh, will be short-lived. And we encountered yesterday a prophet who Amos looked to him and said, even in your lifetime, your life and your family are going to feel the ruin of God's judgment if you do not return. And yet you're doing nothing but prophesying. Everything's great. And uh, you've missed the very heart of God in, in the middle of this. And so we come to a further, you know, a further you know, kind of image of judgment, a uh, basket of ripe fruit as we come to Amos you know, chapter 8. Uh, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that in it we see your heart. We wince at your judgment, uh, but we know that our sin and rebellion against you is far more than ticky-tacky things that we we do that are wrong. We have pushed you out of our lives, and we have chosen uh, to live at the center of our own life and to be the center of our own story rather than embracing Creator who knows us, loves us, and has created us for himself. As we read, Father, help us to hear uh, what you have to say to us through Scripture. It's in your only name we pray. Amen. Amos 8. Uh, this is what the Sovereign Lord showed me, a basket of ripe fruit. What do you see, Amos? He asked. A basket of ripe fruit, I answered. And then the Lord said to me, the time is ripe for my people, Israel. I will spare them no longer. And that day declares the Sovereign Lord, the songs in the temple will turn to wailing, Many, many bodies flung everywhere. Silence. Hear this, you who trample the needy and do away with the poor of the land, saying, When will the new moon be over that we may sell grain and the Sabbath be ended that we may market wheat? Skimping on the measure, boosting the price and cheating with dishonest scales, buying the poor with silver and the needy for a pair of sandals, selling even the, sweeping, uh, selling even the sweepings with the wheat. The Lord has sworn by himself the pride of Jacob, I will never forget anything that they have done. Will not the land tremble for this and all who live in it mourn? The whole land will rise like the Nile. It will be stirred up and even stink like the river of Egypt. And that day declares the sovereign Lord. I'll make the sun go down at noon and darken the earth in broad daylight. I'll turn your religious festivals into mourning and all your singing into weeping. I will make all of, your, uh, all of you wear sackcloth and shave your heads. I'll make that time like mourning for an only son and end it like a bitter day. The days are coming, declares the Sovereign Lord, when I'll send a famine through the land, not a famine of food or a thirst for water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. People will stagger from sea to sea and wander from north to east, searching for the Lord, word of the Lord, but they will not find it. In that day, the lovely young women and the strong young men will faint because of the thirst. Those who swear by the sin of Samaria, who say, As surely as your God lives, Dan, and as surely as the God of Beersheba lives, they will fall, never to rise again. And, of course, this is indeed uh, the story of, of Israel, uh, where Judah would, uh, you know, a hundred years later go into exile and return to their land. Israel will be so scattered among the people that they will uh, never again really be recognized as, as a people. 
Uh, and uh, so what Amos is saying here uh, will surely come to place. And of course, they're not hearing it uh, because everything is going so well you know, for them at the moment. You know, we talk a lot about, you know, God, and we use language sometimes of him being, you know, imminent and being near us and being close, but also we speak of God as transcendent, as high and above us. And sometimes passages like this remind me of, of my need to to see and, and behold uh, this transcendent God who is to be feared and who is so powerful and and strong and, and mighty and, and how often that is good for my soul to be reminded that the Lord is sovereign and that he can so easily um, destroy and so easily disrupt all the, the mighty things that we've kind of created or, or done. And, and so it is just a, a good reminder for me to be reminded of obviously my finiteness, my smallness and, and my need to revere and stand before the sovereign Lord and see him for who he truly is and, and how that's often good for my soul and good for my heart to be reminded that he is so big and so mighty and so strong. No, he, he is a God, you know, who is, uh, you know, a lot of times our image is, you know, God is a kindly old grandfather that just kind of, you know, winks at, uh, you know, all of our little foibles and the cute little things, you know, that we do wrong and is there, you know, anytime we need him to grant our every request. But he is a God who has created us as a reflection of himself and is jealous, you know, for us to be that reflection of his rightness and of his goodness. And, of course, you have a picture of these people. You know, he's already said, uh, too many sacrifices, too many new festivals, your songs are just nauseating, you know, to me as you sing them over and over again. And, of course, we know from the Psalms that he even delights to hear a joyful noise. So it's not the fact that they're not in tune. It's not the fact that their tunes were not catchy. It's the fact that their hearts are far from them. Mm -hmm. And you get a real picture of that, you know, here. They're sitting in the middle of these convocations, and they're wondering, when in the world will the Sabbath be over? Mm -hmm. Have you ever been there? And you're kind of sitting in the service. <laughs> what in the world is this Sabbath going to be over? So I can get back to business. I can get back to life. I can mm -hmm. get back, you know, to uh, uh, you know the prosperity that I live in and mm -hmm. making money for myself. And then he paints a picture of how you know dishonest they've been. They're so fixated on profit that they haven't worked with integrity. So do you even put in the sweepings with the wheat? course i think i stumbled on that when i read it what it means is uh, you know you're kind of sweeping a little dust in there to kind of yeah. relate the scale and some of the chaff you know gets mm -hmm. back in it and it's just anything to make a profit and you're not living before the lord with integrity you're not approaching your work in a way to honor him with integrity mm -hmm. and of course the first casualty of a selfish people are those who are weak and, and those who are at the fringes and he said you give them away then it's just for a pair of shoes uh, rather than lifting them up and in honoring them, you know, as part of the covenant of loving your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I guess whether this is correct or not, I've always viewed the Sabbath. I mean, that was created as a time for us. Um, it is a time of rest. Uh, but it's also a time where I feel like we reflect on all that God has done in his provision for us, that he has been our provider, and that's our time to worship him. And yet you see these people so ready to get through the Sabbath so they can provide for themselves. You know, and what they provide is 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 ill provision. I mean, there again, it's a reflection of lack of justice and righteousness. And yet they are forsaking 
the Sabbath, God's provision, and pursuing their own, which is so sad. So, no, the image of Sabbath, you know, if you were looking, you know, for a biblical theology beginning, mm-hmm. you know, uh, God has uh, in six days has created the world and is in his creation of the world, he has provided a place for us to know him mm-hmm. and to live in fellowship with him. And so, the seventh day is an invitation into his provision. Mm-hmm. And of course, we see the Sabbath, you know, not not as a day of the week, but as a person, Christ, mm-hmm. where uh, He has invited us into His provision through Christ, and we find our rest in, in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So even when we turn the Sabbath into a holiday for you know throwing frisbee out in the front yard and things like that, we, we've missed it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just a day of rest; it's a day of reveling in God's provision mm-hmm. and rejoicing. You know, in God's you know, in God's provision, mm-hmm. and there's the haunting note that you find here. You know, in this section of Amos, said that the day that a famine's coming, mm-hmm. you're hearing the word of the Lord. The prophets are giving you the word of the Lord. You're ignoring it. You're taking it for granted. One day, you're going to even hope just to hear, even if it's a word of judgment. And, and of course, you will find at the end of the New Testament there are 400 years where there is no prophet, there is no word of the Lord until the coming of Christ. And there is a famine, and where there is a famine of God's word, people do stagger from trail to trail, from mountain to mountain, and they wander without hope and without purpose. And, and of course, that's an indictment on us as well. We have you know, so many different ways we can avail ourselves of hearing the word of the Lord, uh, but we do not treasure it as his provision for us, uh, for our prosperity, mm-hmm. and, and to thrive in him and in his grace. That's interesting, too, because there's that famine, um, the 400 years of silence, of which when Christ comes, he's referred to as the bread of life and, of course, the wellspring of, of, of life as well, the beauty of him being our food and, and water. It's, it's really kind of incredible. Mm, our hope mm-hmm. and our rest, mm-hmm. our Sabbath mm-hmm. and our tabernacle and our temple, all of these yeah. images you know, of God's provision and rest are summed up in, in, the, in, the, person, in, in the person of Christ. Yeah. And you hear that on that last and great day of the feast, as it would have poured out a big old pitcher of water. Jesus said, come to me, anyone who is thirsty, and I will give him drink. Mm-hmm. And if he drinks from the water I give him, he'll never thirst again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it is a picture of what uh, God's word you know, does for us. Mm-hmm. And I love how it ends as well in that day that the lovely young woman and the strong young man will faint because of thirst. You know, we we don't have it in us to, to do it. Mm-mm. And yet there's one that graciously gives us, yeah, the, the true satisfying. It's, it's Christ who satisfies those thirsts and our shortcomings and provides us with everything that we need and, and truly do want. Mm-hmm. Yet we often look elsewhere for it when he's the one that's offering it to us in grace, in love. And so what a great invitation to, to come to him and to be satisfied, yeah. Beautiful young women and strong young men who would rely on uh, the strength and the beauty that God has given you mm-hmm. uh, rather than uh, relying on the God who is gracious. Mm-hmm. And of course, Jeremiah will sum you know, the sense of the people up you know, very well in Jeremiah chapter 2 when we get there in his heart of the prophets. My people have committed two sins. Uh, they've forsaken me, uh, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that will never know water. And uh, that, that's what we do. We reject God and we rely on uh, this image and, and, and strength and youth and uh, wealth and, and, and the culture we live in 
rather than uh, relying on God. Mm-hmm. Cindy, do you mind closing us with a word of prayer? Father, these words fall heavy. What an indictment that we exchange um, so many petty things for your glory and for fellowship with you. We repent of this, Father. We just ask that you would cause us to live in the reality of all that you've done for us. You've you've been our very Sabbath, and you have delivered us from ourselves. Father, just ask that you continue to grow us um, in faith but in deep love for you that would transform our hearts. In Christ's name we pray, amen.